Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Off the Bench, Jimmy Williams, Paul Hazelby. The last ball of the day yesterday, Hayes. Cameron Green nearly, nearly getting Joe Root out. But haven't the English cricket team turned this match on its head? Good morning. Uh, uh, good morning to you and all the listeners out there. We've been waiting, haven't we, for the Ashes? And we thought, gee, this is going to be 5-0 to mm. the Aussies because they were in front in every metric. But yesterday, it belonged to the English. And they get a real chance today, don't they, to set mm-hmm. Australia a total. Currently, they only trail by 58 runs. If they can go on and get 150, maybe 200 in front, and with two set batsmen at the crease, Joe Root, 86, and Doug. Milan on 80. This could turn ugly very, very quickly mm. for the Aussies. And just going to the next test as well, significant in the fact that they've made the Aussies bowl, keep them out there for another day bowling. And you know the English, guess what? In Adelaide, they've got two world-class bowlers to come straight back in. The Aussies, well, they'll probably go the same way. What have you made of that? The Englishman obviously not playing Stuart Broad and James Anderson in this test. I thought it was a good call. Like, either of them are, like, they've been world class, but they haven't been world class over the last two or three years. They're declining, and you've got some good players. And Robinson, I thought, was outstanding when he got his opportunity, and Wokes was good too. So, to rest them for the test match where they think the ball's going to swing a bit more, and let's be honest, here in Australia, Anderson hasn't dominated. Broad hasn't dominated. So they need favourable conditions at their age. So I thought it was a good move because the others had their chances and probably should have had Australia out less than the 4-2-5 that we made. Speaking of domination, Travis Head, uh, I mentioned this off air. I've spoke to you about this. Uh, this was a career-saving knock for mine. Oh, he was brilliant. 152. He came in at a time that was really edgy for the Australian team and he he was super. Yeah, he was. And you know what it does? It buys you time. So he's yeah. going to be in there for the whole five tests now. And the other thing, it takes the pressure right off. So you can go out there not thinking about, oh, what if I fail? It's right. Let's cash in. Let's get man of the series and cement his spot for, you know, the next decade. That's what he'd be trying to do. So it was a good call by the selectors to go back to the younger player. Usman Kawaja was probably in slightly better form. But Travis Head, with an average of 40, younger player, big future head. I think we see the reason why. Do you think there's an opportunity for Usman to play in this series at the top if yes. Marcus Harris doesn't fire? Absolutely. But we do have a couple of young kids that are trying to push their case. And they've been included in the Australian A side. Mm-hmm. I talk about Bryce Street, who people wouldn't know too much about. Henry Hunt's another one that made 40. Bryce Street, 76. And Matty Renshaw, who has been there before. Another one that can come back into the system. Probably needs to be a bit more consistent for a longer period of time. But... Yeah, I'm not sold yet on Marcus Harris. It's a big second innings for him. And if he comes out and the Australians are under a bit of pressure and he gets out cheaply, then I think there'll be a few people calling for him to fall on his sword. And what about Nathan Lyon and Jack Leach? Well, Jack Leach won't be playing for much longer in this series. I can say that because, you know, the Aussies have dominated him. And, look, I think they need to find somebody else going forward to fill that position. They do have Dom Bess, who's been pretty good. But Nathan Lyon... Look, he needs a big day today, doesn't he? He needs to take some wickets early today because last year, this series against India, he struggled to get the job done. We were in positions last year to win those test matches. We didn't. India win the series. Now, accept that because India play spin better than any test nation in the world. 
But England, on in these conditions, you need your spinner to be doing more damage. We've seen that with Shane Warne for a long time. We've seen it with Nathan Lyon for a long time. He's got some credits, but we just want to see how he goes with the first two or three test matches here. Can't wait for day four. England, two for 220. Dawood Milan and Joe Root at the crease. Australia with a little bit of work to do after dominating day one via Travis Head, the century that we spoke about a little bit earlier on Off the Bench. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Hope you're having a cracking Saturday morning. Of course, a big week of cricket with the Ashes starting Australia and England, but a massive week too for the AFL, Hayes, because they've released their 2022 fixture. Only nine rounds confirmed with times, but it's subject to change because of this COVID world that we're living in. Very strange. And look, we do have five Thursday night matches in the first five rounds. I like that. And then we've got two Friday night time slots in round three and round eight. So we're going to have two Friday night mm. games, Jim. A little bit strange. And I don't like the fact that we can't watch both. You're going to have to choose one over the other. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. What's the reasoning behind that, Hayes? Because don't most people just love to sort of finish the week of work, clock off, switch the telly on and you've got the game there to watch. Well, why, I think why the, the first one was designed because they want to free up the Saturday because it's the AFLW grand final. So they had to try and condense the fixture mm. and they thought, well, let's get the showdown on a Friday night. You'll have one Friday night game in Melbourne and one there in Adelaide. The second one, maybe they just felt sorry for the Fremantle Dockers who hadn't <laughs> had a Friday night game for a long time. But they get their first one in six years against North Melbourne. But again, it's up against another one. So it's sort of, it goes against the whole reason Friday nights are so special is because the whole football industry normally is watching you. Now you've got two games going at once. That won't be the case. I've spoken about this with close friends of mine a lot. I would love to see the AFL, all nine games, no overlapping. So Thursday, Friday, I don't know if it's possible. You know you know what I'm saying. So no It's games. possible, and I, I like this idea too, but I don't think the fans do. I would actually go to there is no weekend. You just get the games done, even if it means you've got to play on a Tuesday or a Monday. Mm. And I think we might get there in time. Maybe when there's so many supporters out there, that doesn't matter really. They're going to rock up. Let's say the Fremantle Docks and the West Coast Eagles, when their membership massively surpasses what Optus Stadium can actually hold – well, then you can start playing around with different time slots right. because you know they're always going to be filled. But if you played right now on a Monday night, from the Fremantle Dockers' perspective, you may only get 30,000. But from a TV perspective, I think it's absolutely massive and in time they will head that way. And you do have to think of the regional fans that have to that absolutely. love to come up to Optus Stadium from a long way away. You, you've got to think of them and I'm sure – Fans travel from regional Victoria, regional Queensland into their, their team's market. There may be an opportunity in the future, maybe if they extend the season out and you play more than 22 rounds. So you get rid of any pre-season games, play 24 or 26 rounds, and that way you're saying to the supporters, well, we're actually adding more games. You might be adding four, but we get the right to put those four in different time slots. And to the supporter... They're happy with that. They're not missing out on anything differently. But one thing I will tell you, the Fremantle Dockers will play finals footy in season 2022. When I look at their draw, they kick off with Adelaide. It's a massive game. Mm -hmm. In fact, that is the one game. If they win that, they'll play finals. That's how important it is. Get off to a great start. They come back. They beat St Kilda here at home. They then take on West Coast. 50-50 game right at this point. The GWS Giants at home, good chance there. Essendon away, good chance there. Carlton at home, they should be winning that one. Geelong away, 
tough. I don't think they'll win that one. North Melbourne at home, they should win. Gold Coast away, they should be winning that as well. Collingwood at home. They should be seven out of ten or maybe eight from ten games to start the season. And when you position yourself like that, Jim, you're full of confidence and they hit the back end of the season running, they'll be playing finals footy. Do you think they're going to be able to adjust and rise up to the challenge of the pressure? that There are a lot of Fremantle people out there that are saying they have to play finals with this list profile. But for me, I still think they've got a little bit of growing to do. They do. But the best thing that I'm hearing coming out of that club is they're now starting to make it part of their language. They believe they should be playing finals footy. It's not, we hope to be playing finals footy, we will play finals footy. And when you start to do that as an athlete, it creates this winning culture. And I think they're on the right path. The forwards are going to be important. And then you look at the West Coast Eagles. Well, they've got a pretty decent first five. But after that, Jim, Port Adelaide, Richmond, Brisbane Lions, Melbourne Giants, Western Bulldogs, if they're not going well by round five, it, this dynasty could be over for the West Coast Eagles. It also doesn't help that they lost Brad Shepard, who officially retired earlier this week. It's going to be an interesting season for the West Coast Eagles, and it will be an interesting season for North Melbourne, who had the number one draft pick, Jason Horn francis who many are saying is going to be a once-in-a-generation talent. He's at North Melbourne. Their coach, David Noble, caught up with Carlin Hayes. will play the best bits next here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on this Saturday, Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby. It's time for a sports update. There's a Novus near you, 13 34 and one man who's looking forward to season 2022, Hayes, the coach of North Melbourne, David Noble, who caught up early this week with yourself and Carl Langdon. Oh, I didn't really want to talk COVID, but I've got to because we've seen a few clubs already <laughs> affected over there in Victoria in particular. Are there any parameters in place or things that you need to be careful of uh, with uh, you and the boys? Look, the, the only thing we've advised is just to still be careful with sort of, you know, larger groupings or gatherings. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly not restrictive in the sense of guys not going out, but just be a little conscious of it. Um, you know, the knock-on effect is that you could end up with someone or a group, you know, a small group sort of isolated for up to 10 or 14 days. So, but yeah, look, we're functioning reasonably well. We haven't had too many hiccups and um, haven't missed any sessions. I suppose a classic example of that is the 130 people gathering, I think, where there was about 40 positive for Crackers Keenan and Ron Barassi and a few of the old boys. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. It's um, Yeah, every now and then you just got to check yourself where you're going, mate. So, But uh, not haven't been too bad or too badly affected for us at this stage. Well, you know where you're going today because the fixtures were out and it's looking good to have footy back there in Victoria. I imagine it'll be tough with all your supporters missing out for the most part of last year. But what did you make of them? The Hawks first up and then the West Coast Eagles. Chance to get off to a good start? Yeah, we, we would like to have the first one at home, but that's you know that's understandable, mate. To go to the home of footy is always great. Um, we hope we get... You know, a good showing from our crew. Uh, then to have the Eagles, you know, come down. Um, we, had, we had great support from our, our WA Kanga supporters last year when we, we bowled the Eagles over over there. So um, looking forward to, to getting them down here on our, our home deck. But, yeah, it'll be great to have footy back. I think the, you know, the first four or five days down here, mate, to be able to put, put footy back in Victoria will be, be pretty awesome. How do you feel the belief levels are for your team? Obviously, when you got there, it was pretty tough and there's a lot of young kids and mm. you're a fair way off it. But throughout the year, they grew in stature and they must go into this season believing that better things are ahead. I think you're right, mate. I think what we've seen is that the the thirst for improvement, the thirst for knowledge, um, 
I think our our learning and our growing capacity, um, you know, learning new standards, um, growing in their knowledge and understanding. This is probably our first full year going into pre-season where we've had things in place. Um, you know, game plans already in place. Uh, we've got a probably new high-performance crew, so and medical crew. So yeah, they're they're very eager, um, as you know, most clubs are. We, we've got probably more to make up than most, obviously, from where we finish. But, yeah, the thirst and the hunger is really strong. More from David Noble, the North Melbourne coach, coming up after the break. For Novus, don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass, 13 34. More on Off the Bench after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby off the bench. Hope you're enjoying your summer so far. And one man who can't wait for the footy season to roll back around is North Melbourne coach David Noble. And Hayes, you and Carl caught up with him earlier this week. You're confident that they're on the right track with their list profile, albeit they only won four games and had a draw last season. The benefit of finishing close to the bottom is you get some really good picks and you've done that. But you know yeah. that uh, top picks won't get the job done. But if you look in recent years, of course, you've got this year's first pick, first one in a long time for your club. Uh, Jason Horn, Francis, Will Phillips was pick three. Davis Uniaki pick four. Jaden Stevenson, who crossed over at pick six. Taron Thomas, pick eight. Bona, who's had some injury concerns, pick 11. Josh Simpkin, pick 12. He was good last year. Tom Powell, I saw mm. some footage of him the other day. He looks pretty good at 13. And I think Josh Goat is going to be a real exciting player for you at pick 22. So the nucleus is there, but the question is how quickly you can get them to the fore. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and they're all at slightly different ranges, um, you know, when you go through that and you add, you know, that, that middle tier, you know, Hayes in there like Larkey and Zerha mm. um, into that sort of crew. Um, CJ Coleman Jones coming over from the Tigers, so we we think we're building a building a a really good group that's going to have a nucleus for a really long time. So, but as you know, mate, it's um it's okay to have talent. We've now got to have you know a standard of training, we've got to have a standard of performance, and you know when that becomes stronger, the expectation grows. So. We're in a really strong learning phase at the moment and um, and really starting to push all of our guys um, to come through and not just rely on our talent. Now, Jackson Archer, uh, will he play anything like his old man? I think there's every chance, Carl, <laughs> that he will be pretty close to, <laughs> to his old man. So we, um, we were lucky enough to get him in for a VFL game earlier in the year and um, he, look, he, he just didn't get that chance through the year to develop down here, but boy, did he compete, you know, for a young guy. He's got great size. Um, you know, he, yeah, he's just a super competitor. I think the ball boys have already tagged him. I think Bull made in training because he's just raring to go. Now, you get a chance early in the season to see a good West Coast star. You'll take them on over there on the East Coast Marvel Stadium in round two. And then you'll be involved in Friday night footy, which is great on Good Friday, but against Fremantle in May 6, round eight. So, Freo, uh, you take them on over here at Optus Stadium, which is always a fantastic venue. Yeah, look, we're, we're really excited to be able to get a couple of look at, looks at some Friday night games. Um, you know, we understand that there's more eyeballs on the TV and, you know, hopefully we're able to put on, you know, some, some way better performances what we did last year. But, look, we, we love coming to Perth. We, we really enjoy the stadium over there. We play well at Optus. Um, you know, we, we think it suits our game style. So 
we're looking forward to getting a couple of Friday night games, but particularly for our, you know, our, our kangaroo fans over there that supported us so well when we played West Coast. You know, we had the, the Anzac um, day, unfortunately, over there with Freo last year. We couldn't get a crowd, but yeah, we're, we're very much looking forward to getting to the stadium and um, greeting our fans again. David, can you talk us through the process of the Hugh Greenwood move? I'm not going to call it a poaching because you did nothing wrong. He was just sitting there. Poached him. You, you poached can go him. and get him. He picked him up and you gave him a good contract. But how did it all come about? We, we heard a little bit of this story, but I reckon many of our listeners would have missed it. Yeah, well, I think if the livestock's in your own backyard, it's it's getting close to poaching, though, Hayes, I reckon. But, um, uh, look, I've got a long history with Hugh. Um, you know, he we... He got delisted. Um, there was obviously some reasons from from Gold Coast perspective, and we've all, you know, at clubs, we've all go through that um, process to extend the list and comply with the rules, etc. But he became a delisted free agent, um, so therefore he's, you know, he's a free hit. He's not a trade. Um, that was on the Wednesday. I didn't speak to him until the Friday. Um, we chatted to him further on the Saturday. Um, yeah, and I think by the time we got to Monday, mate, we. We'd come to terms, both from a playing perspective, you know, contract, and yeah, we, we were able to bring him down. So we thought it was a great fit. Um, I, I think it can only happen with maybe a handful of players that you know coaches know intimately, and that's why we were able to move so quick. So um, yeah, we, we were wrapped. He's a great person, um, little family, couple of kids come down to Melbourne, and you know, as it happened that his granddad and my dad actually played together in Tassie, so we we got a fairly long history of. Um, you know, of being connected. Did your wife play a part in that? She did. She did. Yes, I got to fess up. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was jumping on the plane to come back to uh, come back to Melbourne, and um, she she rang me and said, you know, have a look at the AFL.com. Hugh's been um, delisted. So yeah, she did. But um, but I made the move of putting Jack Zewell to the half back line. North Melbourne coach David Noble there, who can't wait for the AFL season to roll back around next year. Hayes, that's all we've got time for on Off the Bench this Saturday morning. It was great to have your company. We'll do it all again next week. Take care. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.